there were four people um, which I was introduced to. Uh, Mr. Ajay Gupta, Mr. Dudazani Zuma, um, Deputy Minister Ben Martins, and a Chinese lady whose name just I cannot um, remember because at that point I was actually speechless. Um, and there's me, you know. Uh, I think I was in jeans as well, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I've landed in the wrong place. Um, and I, I really was praying to God that they would not kill me, because <laughs> I thought, oh, I've walked into a trap. You know, all those kinds of things go through your head. Deputy Minister Martins uh, denied this uh, flatly and proceeded to share how and when he met the Guptas. To those meetings, uh, Ms. Daniels accompanied Dr. Ben Gubani. Uh, she was the company secretary of ESCOM and the legal advisor. And the issues that were canvassed at that stage was when she had written a report uh, on behalf of ESCOM as in a capacity as the legal advisor and company secretary, articulating to the Minister of Public Enterprises as to why Mr. Brian Mulifa had to be paid 30 million. And in the course of uh, those discussions, the minister asked a pertinent question as to when he was employed, when he resigned or disengaged his employment from ESCOM, and all the ramifications of this and how the quantum figure of uh, 30 million was reached. In the context of uh, those uh, meetings, my articulation was that uh, I did not have the sense that the minister, in regard to the Brian Mulife uh, matter, was getting a full report in regard to all the issues around there. And I said to her that uh, as the company secretary, as the legal advisor, you have a responsibility to the principal to give full disclosure of everything that you know. So that's the context in which I've met her, in Tswani, Pretoria, and also in Cape Town. So the meeting, the alleged uh, phantom coffee tea party meeting that was spoken about yesterday, I've not been party to such a meeting. That's all I can say, ladies and gentlemen. Phantom Tea Party indeed. Upon being pressed further on the attendance of the Gupta Food Fair, Martins insisted that he was there in his personal capacity, uh, only attending a public food fair. He then explained uh, the circumstances that led to the meeting with Atul Gupta. Uh, in regard to the, to the first question, she's a liar. Uh, the second half of your, your question, I would have to, to check my diary, where I was on the, uh, whatever date it was articulated in uh, July. As I said, uh, I've not checked my diary, I've not asked any staff where I was on that day. As I said, I've only interacted uh, with these allegations late last night when I came out of Parliament. Uh, it's correct. I'm hoping that uh, 
I will also be given a chance to appear in front of the portfolio committee's hearings. Then one will be able to answer questions posed there. In regard to if I met uh, the Gupta brothers, I have met the Gupta brothers. Uh, one of the first occasions when I met uh, the Gupta brothers was after my appointment as the Deputy Minister of Public Enterprises. Not this term, around uh, 2013, the first time I was appointed as the Deputy Minister of uh, Public Enterprises. And that's when the family had uh, organized an Indian fair at their place in uh, Saxonburg, and the public was invited there. Uh, an array of uh, people went to that fair. I went to that fair, I interacted with them, and everybody else was there. The second time I met one of uh, the Gupta brothers, uh, was the middle brother. I forget his name right now. That's after I was appointed as the Minister of Transport. There was a TNA uh, media uh, session organized with the Broadcasting House. And in preparation for that uh, meeting, I spoke to that brother and he told me how proceedings would be run for that day. So that's when I met with uh, the middle brother. And I've also had occasion to meet with uh, Tony Gupta. He once uh, came to uh, my house with uh, Lucky Montana government house in Pretoria. And uh, that was uh, to discuss a matter relevant to transport at that stage. That's uh, Ben uh, Martins, the Public Enterprises Minister, speaking earlier today. Meanwhile, a key witness in the disciplinary hearing against former ESCOM Acting Chief Executive Matiola Koko Aramasango has uh, been served with a letter of intention to suspend him. Masango, who now works in the office of the Chief Executive, is facing accusations of receiving a 20 million rand uh, in bribes from tubular construction projects along with former Kusile project manager Franz Klakude. Uh, now, the ESCOM spokesperson, Kula Pasiwe, is online just to confirm all this one. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Can you confirm, I've just uh, seen online, that there's actually two other officials who have been served with suspension letters this week. Uh, can you just confirm? Well, yes, uh, good, e- good afternoon to you and to our listeners. Yes, uh, we have... Uh through the management of ESCOM, issued uh, letters of intention to suspend Mr. Uh, Masango and also Mr. Shakuri. The other person who has uh, sort of cited in some of the media reports, uh, um, Mr. Frank Sitole, uh, uh, actually ran several months ago. But obviously, when the investigations uh, start in relation to this particular matter, I'm sure he too will be called uh, to, to give uh, uh, evidence, despite the fact that he has run from ESCOM. Um, this clearly is quite worrying. Um, I also read that this there was basically a tip over this matter. Is that how this came to light? Well, yes. There was a letter which was anonymously sent to the chairman. Sent as in it was uh, sort of, I think, uh, put through the uh, small spaces through his door. 
for him to to have a look at it. And essentially, that letter was uh, alleging that uh, Mr. Masango and the two other people that were mentioned, uh, which is Mr. Shakuri and Mr. Chole, had uh, received some bribes from uh, the company, uh, uh, one of the subcontractors there, which is that company that you just mentioned, TCP. And uh, based on the seriousness of this allegation, the management of that council that this matter needed to be uh, reported to the police, and it was duly done so. Um, it's now sitting with the Bedford View Police, and uh, they are making some headway in terms of their own investigation. But internally, we also have started our own investigation, which is why now we are beginning with this uh, letter of intentions to suspend so that we can investigate this matter further. Um, the sooner this gets resolved, uh, the better, but you clearly need to get everything uh, sorted and do the investigation properly. What are your hopes in trying to clarify this and get some sort of final closure on this investigation? Well, ESCOM has been uh, bedeviled by a lot of uh, uh, scandals and uh, allegations about wrongdoing on many of our managers. We as a nation and as a company, obviously, we are worried. We need to clarify this matter. Where people have done wrongdoing, clearly the law needs to take its course. Where people have been, uh, I would say, and maybe put through these things through some people trying to achieve whatever whatever issue that they are trying to achieve, then at least their names can be cleared so that they can continue with their careers and we as a nation can continue with our lives and we, we as a company focusing on keeping the lights on. So all of these things, including the, the parliamentary inquiry, plus the investigation that the Minister of Public Enterprise has mentioned is going to be done by the SIU, all of these things hopefully will come out with uh, some clarity as to what has gone wrong who did what, when, and why, so that we can move on.